We're back for another edition of Let's Discuss Some Packers Football. This time we're going to have some ladies from Twitter join us. Obviously, all Packers fans, their names are in the description. Now let's get them on the line so we can start asking them questions and see how much they know. Evening. Hello, hello. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good. Um, as always, I, I like to have technical difficulties when I do shows. So um, I forgot that I had to put all the information that I had put before back in the description. So I was I had like just a regular link going and I was like, oh, shit, I need to make it like it was before. Like the link that I had given you guys before I had to put that all shit back. All right, we have Patty, Renee is already here, and Jamie is calling in. Hello. <clears throat> Are you guys ready to, oh, we lost somebody. We lost PJ. Patty. Mm. Oh, here she's live. Hi. Can you hear us now? Are you... All right. We Good evening, ladies. Good evening. So... Can you guys um, still hear me? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so fine. so what's going to happen is, is, obviously, we've already talked about this. You guys are just going to get asked some questions. We're going to start talking about football. And then wherever the discussion takes us, that's where it takes us. Okay. okay. That makes sense. So why don't everybody go ahead and introduce yourself, give, you know, your Twitter name, and if you want to do any kind of shout-out for podcasts, whatever. And I know I don't know if you guys have it, but if you do, go for it. No? Nobody wants to tell you who they are or give us your Twitter names? <laughs> just... I just don't want to talk, and then someone talks when I talk, and then it's awkward. <laughs> yeah, someone tell someone to go first. <laughs> Listen, ladies, we got to get an order here. So, what, um, so no, but seriously, when you're answering questions, I really don't care who goes first or or whatever it is. But, uh, um, you can Someone like talk. you know, just somebody shout it out. I mean, start with Jamie, Renee, Patty, whatever. It doesn't matter. Okay. Okay, I'm Jamie. Jamie, no last name on Twitter, or Jamie Cheese, but as some people like to call me and that's it um i'm renee uh twitter red b x i i r e h underscore b e e then x i i pretty pretty straightforward i guess i'm i'm patty and my twitter is at pj hunter Isn't it Kenny Clark Rocks? Ah, that one might be it. <laughs> I got two, so yeah. Oh, that's Kenny what I Clark thought. Rocks. Yeah, so the one that we know the most is that Kenny Clark Rocks. So um, that's the one I put okay. in the description. So you guys' information is all in the description already. Okay. Word. So anyways, let's let's talk a little bit about... One of the first things that I want to talk about is is something that obviously already happened and it tomorrow is is going to be the um the game so we're going to talk about first is the saints and the raiders game <clears throat> excuse me what are, what are your takes from that like why do you think that the Ra- the saints tanked it to the raiders and then what do you think that we still need to look out for in tomorrow's game what is going to be 
um, what we need to be concerned about, even though they looked pretty bad against the Raiders. Hmm. Jamie? Oh, me? <clears throat> um, why did the... First of all, just... The Las Vegas Raiders, just their offense was one step above the, the Saints offense. It just seemed... You know, I, I was expect I kept expecting Breeze to throw these bombs that I know him to do. Like in the past, as a fantasy player, he was always one of my favorites because he always was high scoring. And I kept the whole game I kept thinking he's gonna throw this like 30, 40 yard bomb and he would go fifteen yards to the guy in the middle or something. And that and I just he just offensively they're the stage just was born all there all the way. And just they were just uh, Josh Jones, for example, was, a, I think, a, a big key. And the guy Waller for the Vegas Raiders, two guys that really racked up yards for them. Um, and they were just offensively, I just think that they played better than the Saints did. I would agree with that. And also, also Saints secondary was just being blown. They were just throwing on them, on the ground and on the air. So they were just kind of getting blown. So that was kinda, that's kind of exciting for me as a Packer fan hopefully to see Aaron Rodgers burn a bunch of those rookies and hopefully MVS. Um, I don't think Devontae's playing. So those are just some things that I look forward to things that I'm worried and concerned about still. Although I'm not, I know I'm not really worried for like a lot of the wide receivers in the saints. I am worried about their running back Kamara. I, I feel like they're going to feed him and he will score. I feel like they're going to march on the field with those short passes and then they're going to score using Camara. And so that's for sure my biggest concern. So I'm just really hoping that our defense has a plan to stop him. Obviously we need to better stop the run. We're still lacking in that area to yeah, be honest. Sure. Not not 100%, yeah. don't get me wrong. Like I saw I saw a lot better from last year than what we did. Even though um, in week one, they kind of broke out real quick against us at first, and they were like, oh, shit, great. They're going to run it down the field against us. But then somehow, I mean, at least we're not doing red zone defense, you know? Like, we're actually defending early enough that it's they're not tired and all the way by the red zone and getting ready for them to score, you know? Um, Renee, I, I actually posted the question in the chat so you guys can refer to it. Oh, that's good. Um, Thank you. I I think for me, I guess with uh, the Saints, um, with Michael Thomas being out, I think that kind of hit them hard, at least like for like Breeze's like typical deep passes and stuff like that. But I think the Raiders just felt honestly. I think it, a lot of it comes down to like attitude as well. They were just really just like. We're going in against the Saints, and we really just need to go in and show up. And, like, I, I want to say that the the Saints kind of just showed up, and they were just like, well, it's the Raiders, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, again, I don't know exactly what they're thinking, but I think that mentality kind of showed up in in their play. But, again, like, like, yeah. And, like, the – the biggest thing again is our run defense. I think is going to be like put to the test. But also, I'm a, again like you said, 
Adams, I don't know if he's playing or not, but if he is, awesome. If not, I'm a little concerned, but maybe MVS or somebody will show up. Mm-hmm. Yes. I guess what I would add to it is that I think the Raiders are, are kind of clicking together a little bit more. There's a lot more weapons on their team than what they've had in the past. That's true. Mm-hmm. So that made them a little bit stronger than what they are. Um, I think with the Saints, just to go on what you were saying, I do believe that when Michael Thomas went down, it was just like it took a big part of their offense out. And in the middle of the game, they you don't make the adjustments like you would, say, now coming up to playing Green Bay. Now they know what to expect. They know what to change. They know what to do with their, with their offense. I kind of expect a... A lot of Alvin Kamara, but I also expect a lot of Jared Cook. And I think, uh-huh. you know, with our question marks that we've had and everyone knows it is our stopping the run and our linebackers, are are they able to cover that tight end, you know? And so I think they're going to kind of use Jared Cook and exploit that a little bit. I did see someone. Mm-hmm. I did see someone on Twitter say, "Well, the Saints actually have a tight end." And Jared Cook, I was sad when they let him go from the Packers. I thought he would. He was a really good player. Oh, that was a bad He's move. Done very well. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that was a bad move. He's done yeah. very well with the with the Saints, and I'm like, dude. I mean, do you guys remember that game, the iconic game in the Cowboys, where he did that tippy toe catch at the the bread on the sideline. That was amazing. that was one of my favorite plays of him, and I just saw that talent in him, and it sucked that he let him go. So it's true; he is a more developed tight end than the tight end, the tight ends that we have. Yeah, you know what? I actually seen a lot more play with our tight ends, but you got to remember that the Packers, statistic or historically, not statistically, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. historically, <laughs> were not a t- a tight end heavy oh, team. Yeah. So um, true. And I don't know if that came from lack of trust or if that just wasn't the type of stuff that McCarthy did. Yeah, like it was a scheme. It was just he, it's a scheme because McCarthy he, didn't use tight ends. He did with, uh, what's his name, Jermarco Finley, Finley until he hurt his neck, you know, and mm-hmm. then they never mm-hmm. replaced him. Yeah. Well, they replaced them, but they never used the tight ends like they used to because it, and that also factors into trust. You got to understand that Rodgers yes. is a safe quarterback. He, mm-hmm. he doesn't have, he's not going to chuck a ball at somebody that he's not sure that they can catch that ball. So that's just not how he plays. And that trust I, is important to him. I think, yeah, trust is important, which makes sense. You know, I mean, people try to say, oh, well, it's because Rodgers wants to make sure his stats are okay. No, it's because Rodgers plays mm-hmm. a good fucking football game, okay? He's and he smart. wants to make sure that he's moving the ball. He plays with his mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does, mm-hmm. absolutely. And and when his mind gets it, oh, with his heart, too, you could tell, mm-hmm. like, if he's <clears throat> mad or if he's sad or if he's happy, I can tell on his face 100% every time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're in, if they're on a downfall, like the turn is going down, and it seems like they're just watch his face because when he comes back out at halftime, if they don't, if they don't make that initial momentum change, you'll see him stay with a a really flat face. He'll just have no emotion on it. He's just like, you know, just like whatever. And then you'll finally see frustration. That's when you see him shaking his head a lot, like putting his head down and like. And mouthing the word fuck or something, you know. He's really yeah. Up, so. That's yeah. 
That's such a good point because right now, if you watch just the practices and everything that they're showing on him, there's a smile on his face that I have not seen since I can't even remember. But he looks so relaxed, so happy. Like, this is a game he loves. And I think when you get to his people talk about his mentality and he is playing chess out there. And I think he finally has a coach that, you know, kind of compliments him in that way. And I think that's where that smile is coming from. Yeah. Like, like he said, he saw something in his footage from what, 2010 mm-hmm. from, from practice, from like the, the Super Bowl uh, run. I think, yeah, I think that's what it was, but he was just like mm-hmm. something. He said he saw something there and he knew he needed to do that. And then, I saw actually an article today, again, like reiterating what he said was more of like he needed to think about like his positive mentality and stuff like that. So I think he's, you know, whatever he saw, it's working. Yep. I, um, I'm just going to expand a little bit on something that I've been thinking about a lot and you guys can uh, let me know what you think. But so... I never doubted Aaron Rodgers' abilities. Like everybody was like, "Oh, he's washed. He's old. He's getting. He's getting up there in age." And I thought, "Well, shit, he's really not. I mean, he's not." But did we see a decline in his ability, or did we see a decline in his mental ability to be in the game? Not physical, mental. So. He was at the end of McCarthy's era, right? Rodgers was burnt out. He was over whatever was happening. Who knows what his don't don't even care about his personal life to tell you the truth. Maybe that was some some of it because you can't tell me that your personal life doesn't roll over. I don't care what anybody says. He's still a fucking human, you know what I'm saying? So you're out there and you're mentally tired and you're you're like, damn, you know, I'm fighting my ass off, but I just, we're not getting ahead anywhere. And maybe he was in a bad mental space. And when you come out of a bad mental space and you finally have kind of stuff lifted off your shoulders and you feel like a little bit less pressure on you. And cause Aaron Rodgers carried us for a long ass time, dude. Mm-hmm. Like it's all of a sudden last year, He didn't have to do that. He didn't have to carry us on his fucking shoulders 100%. So I feel like his mentality kind of changed. So he was like, ooh, I kind of like it again. Like, I I like the game again. I'm not burnt out from it. Now there's new guys and the energy is different. His mental changed from last year. Go, Go listen to his interviews last year. Listen to his interviews this year, you'll see the difference. You'll see the difference of how much he was soaking up the ne- negativity last year, how much he heard all, you know, people talking so much shit. And if you think that doesn't affect the players, you're crazy because it does. A hundred percent. So I really yes. honestly believe that there was some kind of mental turnaround, some kind of he he now brought his ment his uh his mental's good, so that brought that he brought that back into the game. He's playing at a high level. Not that his ability ever went away. It's not like he all of a sudden regained all his ability. He had that ability last year, but your mental can fuck your physical up. We all know that to be true. Yeah, true. Do you We're think it has, some, has something to do with like understanding Matt's concept and where he's going? Because, I mean, before he was, he, he had McCarthy's, offense down better than McCarthy did 
Then right. you yeah. had the tra- then you had the transition to a new coach, and it, it, it's not that they they fought. It was more like I don't think he was getting what Matt was wanting, and what what the overall picture was. And now that we're seeing players in, and what they're doing, I think maybe that's some of it. It's clicking with Aaron too. It, it is, and you know what? My a thought just off of what you said popped into my head. Last year, you understand that he's working with trust issues. He's working with a new head coach, and he's like, remember, he basically, he might as well have been the head coach at the end of the McCarthy mm-hmm. era because he was the one, he basically was not fighting with him, just, you know, like, dude, let's do something different. You know, I, he wasn't feeling it. And so last year, in order for him to feel something, when he says that he saw something and that's what changed the play, maybe he saw, maybe he watched himself. And he saw himself having fun. He saw that he was not overthinking things. He wasn't, you know, stuff like that. So then he was like, you know what? I just need to, in my own thing, like chill out, you know, relax a little bit, realize Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, not let people get in your head. You know, like people can get in your head. If you sit, someone keeps telling you your shit, even, you know, obviously he always said, I don't care what they say, this and that. That's a lie. You're a person. People say shit and you constantly hear shit. It's going to affect you. He said he didn't even want to be on Twitter because of all the bullshit on Twitter. I mean, let's just be real about that. So I think a lot of his, not, not his abilities, not what he's doing is not mental. That's physical. He's still able to do that. And I've said that since last fucking year. I was like, he's not underthrowing them. He's overthrowing him. them. That means that the arm is still there, but his mental is not connecting with these guys. Like, he's not 100% vested yet. I definitely have to agree with you there. You know, I, I kept seeing all these things about, oh, Rogers is not the same. He's declining. And, I, you know, I honestly, I'm a big fantasy player, so I'm going to refer a lot to fantasy. I saw from when I first started playing fantasy and I, and I would draft him towards the end, the last couple of years, his numbers changed. So there was a, a change, but I always thought that it was something mental. It wasn't that his mechanics changed. Oh, he broke his collarbone. Right. And that affected him. Maybe that did have some mentally, but mentally, mentally yeah. I think he really had something in his mind. Maybe he was traumatized by by all the injuries. Maybe it was that trust that he just didn't have Jordy Nelson there anymore. Guys like Jordy and Cobb, where he had established chemistry, he didn't have guys like that anymore. And so I feel like that was something that really affected. And it wasn't so much that it was something mechanical that was wrong with him. It was in his mind. And whatever he had going on, I think this year he's like resolved those issues, those emotions, those traumas. I think he's maybe healed from those things. And now he has a clear mind. And now he's exactly. just has a new love and perspective that's really exactly. showing his mm-hmm. I 100% agree. I feel like he, and, and if you've ever been on the other side, I have been on that side. That that has happened. There's been a time where it's like, fuck it, you know? I, I'm just done. And you... His love for the game had nothing to do with it. His ability had nothing to do with it. I personally feel like it's all generally all mental. He hasn't exactly said that yet, but if you listen to his interviews, he does say that he's in a better headspace this year. Yeah, I I agree because yep. I I don't know like we're all human and we all go through a similar like 
like story to that and just I feel more of like it's a new chapter of life but also like it's certain times of life that you go through that and it's like you're on to the next thing but you you become better from that and you realize yeah I, I what, what was I thinking I why didn't I realize this before like all I had to do was just sit there and exactly. think to myself relax be in the moment enjoy it like and just do what you do best so yep. That is a perfect thing to say is be in the moment. Because I don't know if you guys have watched this, but even with like COVID and stuff, one of the things I've watched with him is like warm ups and things. He's stopping and he's just looking around the stadiums, you know, like soaking it all in and just going through this journey and really absorbing everything that there is to it. Yeah. He uh -huh. sure is. He's enjoying himself tremendously. I mean, big difference from last year. He wasn't upset last year. Obviously, we were winning. But look how many times he had to defend himself last year. Everybody yeah. asked him the same fucking questions all the time, you know, and he's have to constantly, constantly tell people. So then the final word was, I don't care, man. They'll let them say whatever the fuck they want. I'm still a 13 and three team. You know, I'm the quarterback of a 13 and three team. Fuck them. This year, everybody's like, oh, there he is. That's the Rodgers we know. And he doesn't have to defend himself. And everybody's watching him. And, but he's always under a microscope. So just imagine being a person always constantly under the microscope and people expect you never to have mental breakdowns. You can't make a mistake. You're supposed to be perfect. And so you constantly think that shit in your head. You know what I mean? Like you can't, I can't even imagine being inside Aaron Rodgers' head. Yeah. It's, it's to me, honestly, it would be extremely overwhelming and mm -hmm. too much, mm -hmm. but it, that's what, that's what sets a lot of people apart from, you know, your average Joe versus like the professional athlete. They are able to step back enough to a yep. point where they're like, yeah, I can handle this, but there's like, the, the microscope, like, him and, like, other great players are under, it's a lot for anyone. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. A hundred percent. So, um, I mean, honestly, that's, that's what we need. That's what coming up on the Saints game, I personally think we're ready to go in and we're ready to take the challenge. Now, just like yeah. somebody, I believe Renee was saying that, um, she was waiting for Drew Brees to have the breakout. That's what I was waiting on. I was waiting for Drew Brees to come out and go, fuck this shit. Like I'm over this, this bullshit and, and just break out. And he, there was a few times that I was like, Oh shit. Oh shit. You know, like here he comes, but he yeah. couldn't catch it. He could it, not catch it. It was, there was like, it was like his, they were missing like that one last extra just step for him to just break yeah. out and just yeah. show like, Drew Brees, we've seen him do amazing things in the past, but, like, and, like, really, you know, come in clutch when they needed it because exactly. the Saints, are, they're, they're a good team. They've yep. been a good team for many years, but it just, like, that something didn't click. Yeah, they couldn't what. catch it. It was You just know what? You know what they click. looked like? They looked like us last year in the Chargers game. Mm. That's oh, a good gosh. comparison. Mm. Don't remind me. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just kept I thinking there, about it because but... Breeze is a good quarterback, okay? I like Breeze. I personally I don't think him. he's a racist, oh. so all that other bullshit about his his whatever he said, yes, what he said was wrong, 
and he shouldn't no no i take it back it wasn't wrong time it was the wrong time right exactly so he kind of kicked himself in the ass and maybe and, and let's just go based on what we just said we just talked about aaron Rodgers' mentality right yeah. what if drew Brees' mentality like what if that's weighing on him during these games like what if we don't know we don't know he's still human what if he's that stuff's like what if there's just stuff on his mind weighing and that's like taking him down Nobody ever thinks about that shit. They just like, oh well, he sucks. He he just Drew Breeze blew that shit. You know, if fuck him, he's his ability sucks. He's on his downfall. He's an old man. Get him the fuck out of here. But yeah. maybe he's going through something that's affecting his physical performances. It can fucking happen. I don't. That's why I any given Sunday, any given game, you never know. Although I will tell you this. I truly believe that the Raiders are kind of underrated because their offense really did. I mean, they really dominated that game. Even, even the Saints, you know, they did. They like, they took it over. Like they just had it the whole game. The Raiders were on the money. The Saints were like, oh, oh, we're here. Oh, never mind, never mind. (laughs) Oh, 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 no, well, no, sorry, not that time. You know, they just kept having these big breakout plays and then getting shut down, shut down, shut down. Like he couldn't get on his game to save his life. He couldn't, he just couldn't do it. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? mean? But we, was that Bree's fault or was that his player's fault? Uh, we'll never know. <laughs> I, I have, we don't know. I have two points for this game that I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. One is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this is the first game the Packers are going to have fans. There's apparently, I think, 750 fans in there, but there's some fans. So that's a one thing. Uh, the other thing I'm looking at is, I don't know if you guys remember this, but there's a long history with Sean Payton. First of all, he was a Bears quarterback. Second, he applied for the Green Bay Packers job when McCarthy got it. Then you get hmm. Matt Lef- Matt LaFleur came in. And I don't know if you remember this, but he was saying in the media that teams are making a big mistake hiring all these young coaches. Yeah. Just a little bulletin board material. I, I actually thought that. I actually thought that, to be honest. When Matt was hired, there were two things that I thought. First of all, I was like, first of all, he's super young, right? And I thought, well, shit. And then the second thing that I thought is he came from the fucking Titans who couldn't get shit to save their fucking lives at one point. But the year after he left. Yeah. (laughs) And same with the 49ers. After he left, it just right after. But, like, it's everything that he and that the offensive team put together suddenly clicked. Right. Exactly. So, like, I don't – not only that, but if you look back the year he was a quarterback coach with Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan was mm-hmm. M- mm-hmm. almost the MVP. He's playing the best. Yeah. yeah. Yes. He was playing at a very high level at that. So, yeah, I had my um, reservations about Matt LaFleur. And you know what? Honestly, I attribute a lot of shit to Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, you could say I give him too much credit or whatever. But you know what? Out of all the people on that team, Aaron Rodgers has been there the longest, right? He's the one that knows that team. And that's the person that Matt LaFleur needed to 
to scheme with, not against, not for, with. And I personally think that I, I will admit that I probably think Aaron Rodgers tried to tell him, look, man, <laughs> like, you know, what are you doing? Or, you know, like, not not upset, because I honestly think their relationship is great, but he's a brand new head coach. Aaron Rodgers was used to being the secondary head coach. He was basically an assistant head coach. So just imagine, he he was like, wait a minute, so now I don't have to? Like, there's a guy who actually comes in with some fresh ideas and I can bounce them off of him instead of arguing with him about what plays should happen or override him when I'm on the field, right? So he's yeah. playing Matt's scheme more than he is his own. He, he doesn't have to think on his feet as fast as he used to have to do because it was, you know, old plays and stuff like that. And and McCarthy, as much as I like the dude, okay, he was the same exact that people talk about. He liked Aaron to target the stars. That's who he wanted to keep on. He didn't even try the other guys, Adams, none of them. They were just like, oh, we'll just let them sit. We don't know their abilities. Let them sit. Like my dad, he pointed out that he's just like, McCarthy hasn't changed his playbook since Favre. <laughs> it's the same playbook. And mm. the NFL is changed. Like the the game, yes. the dynamic of the game is yeah. changing. Exactly. So, and McCarthy the penalties change everything. Like just how, and also how other offenses of, are working, and it's working against other defenses. Yeah. So yeah. stop mm-hmm. going. My dad's like, stop going for the damn long ball every goddamn time. Mm-hmm. And it's clear that Rogers is sitting there like, okay, I guess we're going for this again. <laughs> yeah. Sure, I can do it, but like. My dad's like, just go for the first down. Stop going for the damn touchdown where you're at the, yes. like, the other, like, God, on the, yes. the, the other 40-yard line. Stop going for the touchdown. Just go for the first down. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Heat up the clock. And I'm just sitting there going, like, Lowe wow. I was like, the race. here we go again. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I get it. And that's I, that's kind of that's kind of the change that LaFleur brought. But also, he re- he's starting to realize that a lot of the teams that are doing really well, they have a good – running back core like the back yeah. core they have they don't just have one star running back they got multiple that they can step in and out right. they have diverse running backs like jones he could be a wide receiver you know put oh him hell in, yeah put him in Devontae Adams spot he'll pop off honestly like i wouldn't i wouldn't mind that and like we, we have dylan we have williams I'm not concerned about Adams being out at all, to be honest with you, because we were so diverse on our wide receiver range. Like, he was throwing it to everybody. Anybody that was open that he knew was going to catch that ball, he was dropping it right there. Here you go. So I'm not concerned about Adams being out. Christ, we we won four fucking games last year with him out right in the fucking row. You know, it it was about really hoping we channel that. In this this couple series, yeah. hopefully we're going to have to play good. I think game. the the bigger key is on the defensive side. If Kenny Clark yeah. isn't able to play, mm-hmm. that's going to be a big hole to fill. Yeah, but we, they don't have Mike Thomas, and they don't have. But uh, against the run, yeah. But we just did that too. So, I mean, but against the pass, one of Breeze's most difficult things in the pass rush is when it comes from the center, which is where Kenny Clark pushes it. Mm-hmm. Right. Breeze is not good under pressure. What we need to do is put some mm-hmm. pressure on the dude. We got Smith brothers. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Z is uh, particularly aiming for Breeze this year. So I feel like he's going to 
upset Breeze enough to possibly make him make impulse decisions. And unlike Rogers, Breeze can't make impulse decisions. He can't think when he's running away from somebody, he can't chuck that ball to somebody and they catch that shit. Now, Rogers is good at that. He's good at running away and still finding somebody to do. Breeze is not good that way. Breeze can't see over his line. That's why he's so small. You know what? That's probably that's probably a <laughs> can relate. Being five one, story of my life. <laughs> Excuse me, I had to uh, clear my throat. Anyway, so all right, that was that was great. So that's a whole lot of good good th- things to talk about, and that's why I want to put it first because it literally just happened. And it's happening tomorrow. So at 7.20 p.m. tomorrow night, we are hoping to go into the Saints Stadium and show them what we're made of. Do I believe, do I think that we're going to put up 40 points against the Saints? Mm. If we do, I believe that they're going to, you know, I feel like they're a good enough team. We, we could do like the Raiders do. There's no way that we're worse than the Raiders. Let's put it that way. So if Bree shows up, he could give us a run for our money, absolutely. But I do not – I don't feel like we're the underdogs, even though they're actually listing us as the underdogs for this game. Yeah. That's I mean, they, they, they doubted us. They doubted Pack with against uh, the Vikings. I know it. I love it. Doubt us. We like that shit. We like yeah, it. We live for it. We live for that shit. Yeah. They're uh, putting like, the point spreads to the home teams, which is ridiculous because it doesn't matter with no crowd, really. And, you yeah, know? That, that's like the biggest thing, especially like going to, let's say, uh, going to like Seattle or the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Going to those stadiums is beyond overwhelming for the away team and because they're loud as hell. But like no one there, hmm. Yeah, it comes down to play football, not, you know, go off of the momentum. You got to make your own momentum. Yeah, exactly. yeah. He sure did, though. I was really, you know, I kind of was worried, to be honest with you, about the fans thing because I feel like we hype them up a lot. But in the, when we're in the stadium, because being inside Lambo is incredible. Like, the the just the here, the, like the acoustics of it, like the whole thing is just incredible. And I see the players. They look out at the crowd. You know, they look out and they see these people and they're just like, hell yeah, we're about to go in because every, you know, they love it. They love it. I don't care what you say. The players love that shit. We've got, I think when they drafted, they kind of did this too. We've got personality on that team. When you look at like Jamal Williams, you look at Zadarius, you look at- I love him so much. Jair, I mean, these guys don't need a crowd to pump them up. They no, no, know how to, they, they are just, juice. yeah. I loved it at the end of the games last year when they were, when people are chanting, go pack, go. And they're like jumping it. I was like, I love mm-hmm. that. I love it. Like that's one of my very favorite times. Even the game that I went to where the Lions blew us out, like that was the last game I went to at Lambeau, was the Lions game. They blew us out, shut out, matter of fact. We didn't get any points against the Lions. It was 2018. People were still, when you stand in there and they start that go pack, go chant, that shit is hair raising. You're just like, oh, this is amazing. 
And it you is can't on tell the me road. the players don't hear that and they're just like, hell yeah, let's like, let's go. It's awesome. There's yeah. no energy like the Packer energy. For real. I agree. I went to Tampa one year and they totally took over the stadium. I mean, I would say over Love half it. of the stadium was Packer fans and they were kicking them so bad that their fans started leaving and all you could hear is go pack go and then they're standing up and just pounding their fists up oh yes <laughs> well i mean that's like some of the games some of the way games i think even last year some of the announcers were like it's almost like we're back at we're at lambeau right now because there's Packers mm-hmm. fans everywhere and they always are one of the teams that have the fans that show up anywhere yep. because yep. we yes. are everywhere we are everywhere. We travel so good. You know, I went to that game, the Charger game, at the Coliseum, and I, for one second, I looked around. I just, I just kind of basked in the in the moment, and I was yeah. like, I know this is in Lambo, but I kind of feel like this is kind of a little snippet of what Lambo would feel we like. We are Lambo. We bring Lambo so wherever we go. Gold everywhere from the bottom to the top. Everybody was chanting, go pack yes. go. The world was huge and it was just magical. And I'm like, imagine if I feel this sense of pride here at, at home in LA. Yeah. Imagine if I go, when I go to Green Bay, I, ca- I can't even wait. I can't even imagine when I'm actually there. Yeah. And well, like, I will probably cry. When I went to I Gillette, did. when I went to Gillette last year, Last year, the year before that, I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, but when I went there, every like in the parking lot before the game, every single group, there was like like five or six like Pats fans. But then every like four like five to six Pats fans, there was a Packers fan with them. Yeah, every yeah, single that. group that I saw, <laughs> yeah, going yeah. In. and then going in, and even in Gillette, like even though it is like it's it's Gillette. It's like the heart of New England, practically, and right. when you go there. There was cheese heads everywhere. I mean, it wasn't as built as chartered, but there was. We were everywhere, so yeah. we are. The presence everywhere. is still felt. Oh yeah, everywhere we go, dude. That's I've traveled this whole country. Okay, I've driven thousands of miles, mm-hmm. and let me tell you that I've I've run into Packers fans in places that I'm just like. Wow, like, and I'm always like, go back, go. Yep. Like, I see somebody. Yeah. I'm like, hey, <laughs> go back, go. Well, even like, I go crazy. Even at the last, uh, at the last, since I'm in Boston, at the last uh, Patriots uh, uh, Super Bowl parade, I saw like five Packers fans. They were dressed in all Packers gear. God dang! At right. the, at a Patriots parade, like that's right. I saw them, I saw them but that's I was just we like, do. Yes, "Go pack, go, let's go." <laughs> that's what we do. We interject into everybody's shit. Exactly, because we, like I said, we're literally everywhere. Mm-hmm. But like, even going when I used to work on the other side of Boston from where I live, I were going on the T. Every time during the winter, I would always see a Packers fan on like the train or the bus, but I'm like, it, it wasn't the same Packers fan that I've seen before. It was always a different person. And then wow. they saw my Packers stuff and we like, you know, do a little nod. Cause everyone's Oh, quiet. hell yeah. And just mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I see you, I sees you. I, we know what's up. I have to acknowledge every Packers fan I meet every time. Oh, have to. Every time. Yeah, I get a lot of go pack goes in Austin. I'm excited it. to see what would happen in London because Every game I've seen that's been on TV with London, it seems like 
they don't have like a home team. It's a bunch of a lot of them over there. Different music. Yeah. Yes, that's what I'm saying. For the first time, I think they're going to witness like a Packer takeover where it's not 50 different uniforms and it's going to be a bunch of Packer clothes. They're just going to kind of be able to see what it's really like. So I'll admit something. Um, When they have those London games at first, I was like, fuck that. I don't want the Packers to play anywhere else. Like, you stay here. Don't fucking go to London or Mexico, right? Because Mexico, that that Mexico stadium is that shit hurts people. And I love seeing, I love that they get to witness that, but I wish that they would do something with the stadium because the chargers played there and they got hurt. Like people get hurt there because of, you know, whatever reason. And then that fucking Canadian stadium, love the Canadians. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the Canadians. Okay. Right. But the Canadian, even the players complained about the Canadian stadium. So if you're going to have, if you want the football team to come to you, make sure you can accommodate them safely and they have everything that they need because I would love, I, I actually was like, no, fuck that. I don't want them to go to London. Like, no, you can't take my Packers. Oh, my God, you guys. That just that hurt me so much right now. Um, I'm scared to fucking death. I'm scared to death for them to get on a plane and go somewhere <laughs> as a team. I'm scared. Don't say it. Don't say it. I'm scared. I'm not going to say yeah. it. I'm just saying I'm scared, okay? So that was yeah. the first thing I thought in my head was, please don't put my guys <laughs> On a plane to London, please don't do that to me, you know, because I'm going to hurt until, you know, whatever. And then I thought to myself, I didn't know there was that many UK fans in London and every, I was like, wow, like now I feel bad because they, they stay up to guys, they be staying up till one o'clock in the morning to watch the games, two o'clock in the morning to watch the games. Well, I don't know if you watch like I the N- if you follow the NFL like germ like the German NFL like Twitter, but like they have a big following. I love mm-hmm. it. I didn't know it, and I wasn't being an asshole. I wasn't trying to be an asshole, but I I didn't know. I didn't understand. Not that I didn't know prior to Twitter, but I honestly did not realize exactly how far the fandom reached. It did not cross my mind until I got on Twitter. And like, there's these, there's the Mexico Packer fans. There's the Canadian Packers fans, the UK Packers fans, the Germany Packers fans. Like they all have their own little site and they all like hype. And I just like, damn, you know? So now <laughs> I kind of want them to go to London just so that they can have a game to go to. Like I want them to experience a game because a lot of them are never, ever going to make it here to the United States. They're just like, not. Like I want them to understand. Cause like, I don't know if you've ever been to Europe, but some of them, I've been to Europe a few times and they've asked me, they're like, what's so big about American football? I was like, yo, I don't even know where to start with that. But also like, Watch it. <laughs> one, one thing I know about like Packers, like other country, like following, like one, one country that has a big Packer following is Japan and South Korea. That's really? fucking cool. I right. love it. All about it. Like, yes. It's amazing. You That's amazing. You you picked a good sport and also specifically a really good football team. Oh yeah, it's the history that people kind yeah. of grab onto, and that's what finally hooked me. To be honest, I, I 
um, I have a really weird Packers. Like everyone's like, oh, well, now we understand why you're a Packers fan because my dad was from Wisconsin. My dad was a Packers fan, but that is not why I was a fan. So people are just like, oh, well, it's because you're tied to Wisconsin. So no wonder you're a Packers fan in Texas. Well, no, I wasn't born in Wisconsin. I was born in Illinois. You don't know the history. Like, don't say that. Well, now I get it. Now I know why you like them because you have some tie to Wisconsin. No, dude. No. Has nothing to do with it. If I would have been a fan of the NFL and I would have watched them and listened to the documentaries and the books and all the stuff, that's what would have drugged me into being a Packers fan. And the Packers fandom. The fans mm-hmm. are amazing. Yeah. They're yeah. passionate. And I love it every fucking bit of it. You know, mm-hmm. I am that crazy person. They don't yes. know it, but I've had to mute myself on Zoom because I was screaming. Like, I was just, like, screaming bloody murder because... And that can happen whether they're winning or losing. That doesn't oh, really yeah, matter. Right. I mean, oh, like, my neighbors hate me. Yep, I think mine do, too. I mean, they probably... They, they think I'm, like, probably screaming at somebody individually. Like, I'm, like... like my neighbors crazy. know now. They probably didn't at first, but they know now yeah. because he told me. So I walked outside one day, and my neighbors, they sit on... These are the neighbors that I talk about on Twitter that I'm not really fond of. Um, And he was sitting out on the porch one day and he was like, there must be football today. (laughs) I'm like, yeah. He was like, yeah, because I heard you. Now, mind you, he heard me through my side door, which is out there in my dining room behind this wall, behind a giant um, closet and over on this side. And he was all the way around the front of his house on his porch. I was in my room. He told me he could hear me clear as day. And I was like, oh, shit. He goes, I didn't know if we were winning or losing, but I could hear you screaming. And I was like, yeah, I, I you know, I mean, win or lose, I'm I'm hollering or screaming. Now, if you hear a lot of cuss words, now you're <laughs> fuck, fuck, motherfucker. You know, like that means that's probably a good indication that we're not doing so great. I don't portray that on on Twitter. That's why everybody tries to think that I'm some kind of stand for the Packers that I never um I never, I never criticized got, them. I never got that vibe. But it's probably cuz I'm also you and I can relate to that cuz I'm over here cussing pacing around my living room. <laughs> yeah, cussing at the TV, good or bad. So yeah, cussing. Exactly. Like good things, I'm like fuck yeah, and then if it's bad, I'm like fuck you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly the two moods. <laughs> fuck yeah or fuck you. If it's yeah. if it's good, it's fuck yeah. And if it's good, it'll fuck you then. <laughs> but like it it's just funny because like I think it was like last year I was cuss of TV and I'm like, wow, I'm turning into my father watching football. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> my dad was extra critical of the Packers. Extra critical. My dad was around when Don Majowski was a quarterback. And I remember, like, I used to think to my, I was like, damn, why is my dad mad? Like, he'd get mad. And I mean, when I'm talking about not just whatever, he'd be like, you know what? Fuck. I'm all, you know, like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, why can't they get it together? And, you know, like talking, he would never talk shit to a player's face. But yeah, to the TV, he was like, damn, you, you know, can't you catch shit? Or, God, you just throw it, whatever, whatever, whatever. And I, my dad went through that. He went through when the Packers Oh yeah. Oh, yep. my dad. Of course. My dad too. He's huh? 
Yeah, my dad started watch. My dad started. My dad was born in fifty five. My dad was so born in forty four. So imagine even yeah. earlier troubles. Yeah. Well, I mean, like when me and my siblings are old enough to like really understand really what was going on, and we were watching football with him. He was just more of like we're like, wow, the Packers are so good. He goes, oh, but you don't know how bad they were <laughs> for the longest time. They yeah, were good, we're and so then they really spoiled. sucked. Yeah, and but then, he would watch to the last down. He wouldn't turn that game off until the oh, very last down, and I don't either. No matter how, I don't I care how bad they're doing, I will not turn it off. I That game in 2018, when the game did not matter, okay? We were already out of the playoffs. That's the year that Aaron got hurt, and, and we were already out of the playoffs. We were doing bad, 2018, so we're at the Lions game. And I'm inside Lambeau. And half the stadium is now emptied because at third quarter they were like, fuck this. I'm not watching it. I'm out of here. Not my ass. And it was cold as shit. I don't care. I'm not leaving until the players have left the field because they're done playing football. I don't care if they're losing. I don't care if they're winning. It doesn't matter. And it better be a good damn reason to call me up out of a football game because I'm not leaving. Well, why would you want to watch them do that? Well, why would I? The same reason I watched them win. If I only watch them when they win, what kind of fan am I? I mean, let's talk yeah. about that. I mean, I'm not going to be like, I still said go, Pat, go. And they were trying to cheer us on. I was already heartbroken because I knew <laughs> we were getting shit. But I was like, yeah, I'm still going to do it. I don't care. I don't do that. Oh, well, I'm going to beat the traffic. Fuck that. I paid I paid $200 <laughs> for those I tickets. I don't care about no traffic. I don't give a shit about none of that. None of it. If I'm going to go, you already know what you're walking into, just like a concert or anything else. So don't act like you don't know. Oh, my God, the, the traffic. Well, no shit. You're going into an NFL game. Let's just be real. Well, you're not going to go anywhere anyways. The traffic is so backed up. You're going to just sit in a parking lot and drink some And more, cry. So. If, you, if you lose, you cry. <laughs> cry all the way out while you're – oh, my God. The exit was so terrible. I even took a shortcut that I had known from when I lived up there. It was fun. <laughs> oh, my God, you guys. It took me. I had a hotel in Appleton, okay? Appleton is really real, realistically 30 minutes from Green Bay. It took me two and a half hours to get from the Lambeau back after the game. And I took a shortcut. It was insane. Insane. Anyways, I know we talked a lot about, you know, but that's a lot of good stuff. That's really what we want to talk about because that's what's happening, right? So the Saints are tomorrow, 7.20 p.m. You know we're all going to be there. Oh, fingers crossed, you know, pray to the football gods. They need to shine upon us, and we need to keep the momentum. And I'm okay if we don't win by 25 points or 20, you know. I'm okay with that as long as we win. Now... I mean, I, I mean, if I had a choice, a little less stress. Of course. But it, I mean, if it's a win. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I like, that's I all. Like that's the all competition, though. I like yeah. the competition. I, I like oh, yeah. The Love it, but also a like, little bit, some, somewhat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just like when they play well. I get really upset when they play real crappy. I mean, I, I don't care if you lose, if you're playing well. If you made the valiant effort, right? Yeah. yeah. And you know what? I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. 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 You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> you guys, I have to admit something. I'm going to I'm gonna tell you a secret from last year. So 
I never ever predict our failure. And nine times out of ten, I, if I'm watching a game and we're doing really bad at halftime, I always think to myself, there's always the second half, right? I never get overly upset at the halftime. But in the championship game against the 49ers, I ain't even kidding you when I tell you that I, at the two-minute warning of the 49ers game for the halftime, I was already in ugly tears. I was crying. I think we all were. Because I, I yeah. didn't give up on them. I truly hoped that they would come back out and take it, like take it back, you know, but I don't know because of that last play before the half. Um, it, it just, I cried, <laughs> I cried all through the fucking halftime. I was like, damn it. Like, damn it. You know, like I couldn't bring myself. And then I got really excited when he made that breakout pit play at the end of the third quarter where he ran it. I got super excited and I don't even know why, but I guess it was because I had expected them just to lose. So when he started to break out, I was like, I was like, yes, run. run. Don't let them get more points. Don't lose by 30 points. So that's my, I normally don't do that. But boy, I sure was. I was in 100% tears by the half of that game. I really had just, I was like, yep, we're, we're going to lose it. I'm going to go ahead and accept that. So that was my bad, but whatever. Um, so I know we're 54 minutes in, but we um, there's a couple other things that I uh, I want to throw out there just about you guys' fandom, things that, you know, uh, about your person personal fandom, okay? Um, are any of you suspicious? Uh, suspicious? We're all suspicious. Um, are any of you superstitious? <laughs> And if you are superstitious, <laughs> tell me if it's a ritual superstition, which means that you do it every game no matter what, or a situational superstition where if something happens because you did this, you keep doing that until they lose again. I'm definitely a situational superstition. I mean, I used to be really bad about this. I've, I like to think that I'm better and I'm not as superstitious, but the bad habit is still there. I still think that I can't wear my jerseys because I really believe that last year, my jerseys, all of them were cursed. Because both of the games that I went to in L.A., the Packers lost. And I wore jerseys oh. to both of those games. And I was convinced that I can't wear nope, any of my jerseys. Sure so can't. I took them to dry clean this last this, this year, I took him to dry clean. I'm going to clean all the juju. I'm, I hope that I can wear my jerseys because I have to have money to buy the jerseys so I can freaking wear I them. I love that. She's <laughs> cleaning up the bad I juju. Can. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I need to clean. And, you know, if people think I'm crazy, and even there's people on Twitter that, like, bash you for being superstitious. But I really can't help it. If I feel like, for example, this last game, I happen to miss something. I happen to look away. And I'm like, oh, my God, if I look at them, they're going to lose. So, like, the last couple of minutes, I didn't look at the game. I was just listening because I didn't want to jinx them. That's how superstitious <laughs> oh, I am. Yeah. Like, <laughs> in my, like, in my family, when we're watching the game, say, like, my dad or one of us will go to the bathroom. And suddenly the Packers come out and they're, they're, go they're making an awesome drive. They're suddenly doing really well. So whoever's in the bathroom and they're doing well, okay, you got to stay in the stay bathroom. There. <laughs> you're, you're there. And then, like, when something happens, um, that person comes running out, like, what happened? And we watch the instant replay, like, okay, back to the bathroom. 
(laughs) (laughs) It's like, usually, I mean, my dad is like, he's got to the bathroom and he's sitting there and you you can hear the radio on his, his phone. Oh, I'm not watching it, but I'm listening. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it works. So we're just like, you know what? And honestly, even if it's whatever people say about superstition, honestly, even if it doesn't work, it makes me feel better. So shush. Right. Yes. <laughs> I, I felt so responsible for that Chargers game. I was like, it's because I came to the game. It's because I wore this jersey. It's all my fault. <laughs> I was so upset. <laughs> Mine's probably uh, situational, too. It's just like, what did I wear last week when they won? Yes. Okay, I should wear that again or... No, I can't wear that. That's got to get washed because that, it, oh, I can't wear this because they lost when yeah. I was wearing that. Or I sat in the wrong yes. chair, damn it. <laughs> That's me. That's me. 100%. Mine is situational. 100%. Except for the flags. Like, I like to put my flags up. But if I forgot to put my flags up the prior game and we won, I'm not putting them up the next game. Not, <laughs> but it also all resets, right? Once you do something, a situational superstition is so. This last game that we won, my son, he's actually, if we lose, I'm gonna blame it on him, by the way. So he had his Smith jersey on, he was trying it on because um, I bought a size smaller than it should have been, so he's trying to get into them. So he put it on and then he changed it. To another jersey. And then, like, we just were like, we were on it, man. Like, we didn't lose momentum, and it was getting better. And I told him, I said, next game, you got to put that Smith jersey on, and you got to take it back off, and you got to put the other jersey on. And that's what you have to do, because if you don't, you're going to be the reason we lose. Bottom line. I'm crazy like that. My son said, my, my son definitely thinks I'm nuts. Rituals, I would say that, okay, I live over here in Minneapolis. I love that. from the town I'm from in Wisconsin, (laughs) there is, there's a lot of people just from my original town over here. And there's a group of about 14 of us. And at least for the Viking game, we always get together for that one. Hopefully it's usually a September, October one, because then we can put the TV up outside and we do a big grill out and we sit out Whoa. there and the neighbors are both Viking fans on each side of us. And we just, oh, like, wow. when, the, when the Packers score, there's this one friend of ours, Ryan, and he is just like really obnoxious. And he'll run, that's he, he grabs the Packer flag and he runs up and down the side of the fence going, fuck yeah! that's my friend he's my friend now oh my god we need yes. him on twitter and then what we do from there is they have a i don't know if you've ever done one but it's it, it's fun it's a, a shot ski and basically it's a cross-country ski and it's painted green and gold and it's got five shot glasses Ooh. inside of them and <laughs> every time they score we all have to stand up and shot ski <laughs> and then we tip the the uh ski back and everyone does you know five at nice. a time doing the shots nice i like it 
drinking games are my thing. I don't thing. know about you guys. I've gone to like a Packers bar in Boston. It's like it's uh like the downstairs is like a normal bar, but upstairs is filled with all Packers stuff. And like every game, not not like this year, obviously because COVID. But um, yeah, they they have um all the TVs upstairs playing the Packers game and like all Packers fans up there and they they sell like cheese curds and like oh, all man. like all like Wisconsin type food. It's, oh, it's the best. I love it. I love it. I haven't been to a Packers bar in a long time. You know what I just discovered too, and I wonder why. I think I um, posted something on Twitter where one of the barbecue places out here had a Go Pack Go flag on the back of their restaurant. And I thought it was Mm -hmm. a bar, but it came out, it was this restaurant that has food that I don't like of all the fucking restaurants. It's gone. The whole flag. It's, it's, not there anymore so i don't know what happened um somebody obviously got offended and either took it and they don't realize it or they took it down mm. because people were like oh you're in fucking, there a bunch of haters you're in fucking texas and you gotta man fuck you shit i i drive around this season i have four flags i have two for the front windows and two for the back windows and that's how the fuck i'm gonna drive around with my truck that has packers all over it you gotta know, and that's it. People look at me all the time. I know they do, because I don't care if they're losing or not. To oh, be yeah. honest, I'll I'll still drive around town. I love to look. Okay, so I got cool. a, I got the little like uh accent plate that goes around my license plate. Oh, yeah. Um, on the back, and I mean I don't have any stickers just because uh, I have a lease. But like I've seen people when I'm at a stoplight in Boston take a picture of the back of my car <laughs> when they're behind me in my rear view mirror and I'm like I know exactly what you're taking a picture of what the fucking exactly what over here what is this shit well, they're, they're probably like oh I'm so confused like a Packers fan over here I'm like oh we're everywhere you, you just don't, don't know see. you we're don't here. know we're everywhere so um other than that you guys you other I don't have any rituals like I don't have Anything other than my flags, and even that can be situational. So there's nothing that I do consistently every game, to be honest. No. We do that, and then we do a, a Thanksgiving, call it Friends Thanksgiving, and everyone gets together and watches football games together th- during that time. Um, and then probably, like, three different other times where we all join together and just um, if it's a big game and we'll just everyone brings food and just sit and eat at halftime and then just sit and scream (laughs) for three hours (laughs) and drink beer and all of us are into breweries so we go and sample beers and bring um, Crowlers and growlers of beer so that we can all try different samples of beers throughout the game. Nice. Yeah. So about going on the topic of you guys' fandom, how many jerseys do you guys own? And do you have a favorite? I have about, I don't know, like seven, maybe five. I can't remember right now. But my favorite one is my throwback Jordy Nelson one. Nice. I only have a I only have two, but I plan on purchasing about four this year. I just never I mean, now I'm finally 
three years out of grad school and I can actually right girl I didn't buy all my jerseys Um, (laughs) till last year no I mean I had one but I bought all the rest last year yeah like I got I got a Rogers one for Christmas many years ago um it's a female one so it's smaller but it's like one of the really nice Nike ones so I don't wear that I I that's right that's Um, right girl and then I and then I won a a Jair Alexander jersey last year but like I do I like them both for different reasons. The dryer one's a throwback, and it's bigger, more comfy. The Rogers one, just because it's you know high quality and it's it's, it's Rogers. Rogers. Yeah, so, I, I get mean, that. Totally get that. But I want I want like yellow jersey out. I definitely want Darius Smith, one hundred percent. Jones, Adams, another Jair because I love him so much. You listening? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, shoot my shot, <laughs> Betty. I think I have a lot um, Big Pakistan <laughs> over here. I um, I like a lot of them. I don't know which one's my favorite because I, I actually have like six of them are signed. Oh, so those yeah. ones are kind of my favorite ones. Like I have a, a Jones one that's um, signed. I have a um, Jordy Nelson one oh, that's signed. Oh. Adam's. A Kenny Clark, a Jair Alexander. Wow. Yeah. Darnell Savage nice. one, I believe. And then um, I have a, I'm trying to think. I have an old school um, Reggie White one that's. Oh, uh, man. Oh, that's awesome. I'd have that one in a Dude, case that's awesome. for real. That one is, oh my that god, that's never, amazing! Not been worn. I want to get like those. I want to get like I want to start like collecting the helmets. I know that's like that's they're expensive as hell, but like I think they're so cool. Yeah, they are. I want to get one for my son. <laughs> I want to get you for myself. So I mean, for my jerseys, I actually don't have but one jersey. My the jersey that I bought for myself was the Kenny Clark jersey. I bought it when they were on sale. Um, and it's beautiful, and I hope to one day get it signed by Kenny Clark. If you're listening, I love you. Um, <laughs> uh, all the rest of them. Uh, my son has a um, Aaron Rodgers jersey. It's actually signed, so he does have one of those. I bought it for him a few years ago, and um, I haven't let him touch it because he got it dirty, and I haven't let him touch it since. And then he has, like, I think he has Smith, Jair, which he wanted the Jair jersey. Um, I got him Smith and Jair and, like, two more jerseys. Oh, one of them was a Jimmy Graham jersey. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We all had the same reaction to that one. But yeah, so one of those was that. And then I have one too. I'm not sure what to do. I know. (laughs) My son said I couldn't do anything with it. I was like, give it to me. I'm going to burn it for the shit he said. Thank God I got a youth. It was cheaper than. Hey, and that's the thing. Like some of his jerseys are from DH Gate, and you know why? Because look, he ruined. He got his AR his his Rogers jersey. He he kind of ruined it because he got it dirty, and that one costs a lot of money. These other DH Gate ones, you can wear them, and if you get them dirty, um, you know, 
not so, you know, 17 to $30. Okay. You know, I can kind of be okay with that, but a $200 Jersey. No, that's, that's a lot of money to be getting dirty. So, but I mean, so I have those, I can't remember exactly. I know he has Smith. I know he has Jair. I have Kenny Clark. He has an Aaron Rodgers one, but there's two more that I bought. Other than the Jimmy Graham one, but they're hanging in the closet, but I can't remember who they are right now. Oh, don't hang me. Um, but yeah, so those are the extents of my jerseys. I'm I'm more of a tapestry fan. Like, I don't necessarily have jerseys that I wear. I like to – I have a ton of Green Bay Packers flags and stuff like that. So that's the kind of stuff that I buy. Yeah, I have, like, T-shirts. Um I have like that fleece blanket, but I also like. Um, Girl, I got like four or five Packers blankets. My my, my my aunt and her partner. My aunt got me the Rogers jersey for Christmas one year, and then her partner got like the fleece blanket was like a hundred twenty dollars. <gasps> yeah, I made like, mine. Yeah, from I got downtown's a fabric yeah. place, and she. So this is like a, a fleece Packers official blanket. So like oh, I have wow. that hung up. Because I don't want to, I mean, my cat loves it, but I'm like, you know, girl, don't touch that. You get all the other blankets, just not that yeah. one. I actually have a blanket. But I got, like, flags and oh, some scarves yeah. and shit. Oh, yeah, I got those. They're all hanging all over the house. So everywhere you go, there's Gloves, flags on the hats. walls. I do actually have one of my blankets on the wall. Um, it was just a fleece blanket. It just says Green Bay. It actually doesn't even say Packers on it. It has a big helmet with a big G. And the G is a big thing for me. I want the G on the hood of my truck. Like, I love the Green Bay G. It's like the best thing ever. I don't know what it is, but I love to look at it. It's like some kid in my high school. Um, I grew up in like a farm town, so a lot of kids had trucks, but he had this truck and it had the giant cowboy oh, star on it. And I'm God. like, oh, every God. time I saw him, I'm just Ooh. like, Ugh. cowgirl. <laughs> Ugh. I have disgusting. My... Just kidding blanket that is from my mom made it and it's actually got like when my grandpa and my father used to cl have t-shirts and jerseys and they kept oh, all their shirts and cut them out wow. so it's like from way way back then and they, it's made into a oh place. i bet you that's beautiful that's awesome that is awesome mm -hmm. That is my dad some beautiful. Didn't buy that much stuff. I, you know, I got a you shit know, ton of Packers. My dad has stuff. like a, like a ninety. All my dad is like a nineties uh, sweatshirt that I stole from him because <laughs> he wasn't wearing it. And then he has a fire jersey, and that's about it. You can go ahead and burn. I mean, sorry. All right, but um, <laughs> <laughs> he bought it back when he, back when Favre was you know, for the Packers. And like my brother was born, and then like his uh. My, his like best friend got my brother like this mini and like the baby jerseys freaking love them because they're so freaking little and cute oh my god i can't but like we saw it, i saw it last time i went home and it's like a teeny tiny little farm jersey. oh my goodness it's so cute Aww. it's cute that it's tiny it's too bad that it's farv it, it is what it is. Uh, it was the 90s. I'm always going to take a shot at Farm because I, I know everybody knows I don't like that dude. But you know what? He I he, thought, he gave us some good years. I will say that. I will say that as a quarterback. I thought you guys were talking about his um, picture he took of himself. 
Oh, ew, I saw that. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> someone someone told me he was wearing Crocs in that picture. Oh, oh my God, I saw that God. picture. Someone sent it to me. <laughs> it, it, oh, oh my goodness. Ew. I'm glad I've never seen that. <laughs> Ooh, you don't want to. I'm sorry, Brett. If you see this, I'm sorry. Look, no, you're not. No, you're not. Fuck it. You feel how you feel. It's okay. Shit. Ain't no judgment here. And I guess, and I guess if you are listening, Farv, my dad's your twin. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like he likes drama, so he probably would listen to someone talking shit about him. You know what? It's in what? What do they say? It's in the motion of the ocean. (laughs) 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 Wow! I mean, it's not wrong. (laughs) Baby, I digress. I'm so proud of you right now. You just don't even know. Oh my god! That wasn't me. That wasn't. That was my. <laughs> My brother just walked in and he was like, down. <laughs> Oh my God. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so just to get back, I know that um honestly most pod, most uh shows are about 90 minutes. So we're still within well within our rights here. Um we <laughs> it. so I had one <clears throat> well, I don't know. If you have any real opinions about this, and if you don't, it, it seems to, it's it's slightly political, but still um, football related. So recently, we've been watching the games, and some people aren't wearing masks, and they've been getting fined for it. And I was just curious, everybody's thoughts of is a hundred thousand dollars appropriate to find somebody when they're not? I they're so far apart, but how are they supposed to play the game or be out there? Look what happened to Andy Reid, you guys. He fucking couldn't even. I sleep. mean, at least wear the freaking shield. At least uh, that's the all I'm shield saying. though if, is what if, made him- if Andy. I but I mean, I don't know. Actually, I don't know because. I think about all the germs on that. And I just hope that no one's touching it. I hope that they're sanitizing. I hope they throw it away and give them a new one each game. I really hope that's happening. A um, $100,000 fine is, I guess, a little harsh. But if it's meant to, like, enforce, like, if you want society to comply to mask wearing, you better enforce that in sports because then the – you know how – there was like testing available for players, but then for the normal people, testing wasn't available. And I, I didn't think that was fair just because they have money. This is a, a really rich organization. They're not, um, they're still liable. They, they have as much responsibility as we do as society, just the normal civilian. If we have to comply to the rules, okay. so, so do they. So- and it's just about like an, an image of empowerment 
Um, but I don't think like a hundred thousand, like whatever we get fined as like a normal exactly. person, it, I, it should be like equal. It shouldn't be like I was more. just about to say. You know? So what you're saying is uh-huh. a regular person getting fi- should get fined the same. They, I feel like it's excessive because there's so not a hundred thousand, exactly, but exactly though. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? You could have no mask on. Okay, you're not going to get a hundred thousand dollar fine. Why is it appropriate? To now, as an organization, like the whole organization, not per player, not per coach, maybe. And I understand that they're football players. I understand that they bring a lot of money. I understand that. But a hundred thousand per person, I um, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get dragged for this. That's one day, not but. even the most outrageous thing. They're also charging the teams two hundred. Yeah, so it just keeps going. I think that's ridiculous. I think it's excessive. I'm sorry, but that's just like a human not excessive. wearing a fucking mask. It's the same as me not wearing a mask. What's the difference? Because they make more money, so that's why you're. Oh well, they can afford it. That's not fair. Like, yeah, I in I just didn't like that at the beginning where like. Are all these famous people and players getting um, tested? No problems, but like, that's right. I mean, my mother in January was very sick, and I, I was like, oh my gosh, I, she might have COVID, and I took her to urgent care. And at the urgent care at Healthcare Partners, they didn't have the right. testing available. It's just at that point, it was very limited. It's like, how can they have access and we don't? How are you supposed okay. to keep control of this? Yeah, it was like, Jen, it was, this has been, this is, no, 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 I'm like, it was in March, because she was actually in El Salvador, and she got back in March, like, yeah. actually, the beginning of April, because I got laid off March 31st, and she got back, like, a week later, and when she got back, she was sick, and I took her to urgent care, and there was no testing available, and so I, I was just, I just thought yeah. that wasn't okay. Well, like, we, in, in Massachusetts, there's testing everywhere, but... Mm-hmm. You don't get well now. There is depend well because we Boston's considered almost the epicenter in the United States for COVID Uh right now because of the Biogen conference. I don't know if you've heard of that, but um, they uh, so we like the Northeast. We got hit hard with COVID first, like really hard, like New York and shit. Um, but we we got testing fairly quickly, but. Testing results took forever, yeah, forever. Yeah. And like, I I personally had to get tested last month, but like it came back negative, but like I did so much research to find a place that to get results that wasn't two weeks. Yeah. It was, uh, luckily this place I found it was three days, but I was just like, like, that's a little, but the only why it was three days is because the, the place that they had to send the lab to was being flooded by the rest of the country's tests and like the whole country is sending their stuff to the, this, I think it was like quest diagnostics or whatever they're sending it to them. So it's taking forever. But like, here's the thing, like this pro sports, they get results within like 24 hours. So it's just like the fuck, why do people have to wait two weeks and you, yeah, you get it right yeah. away when like, so I guess you're in a bubble constantly. So that means that they're also penalized. So they might get the testing first, but when they don't wear masks, look what happens. So it's not like they got any special treatment. They're actually getting that's a big ass number. I understand they make a lot of mon- money, but damn, like damn. Yeah, I, I think like in Mass right now, I don't. I think it was Massachusetts or maybe Connecticut. I don't remember reading it, but I think it's like 
there's like a five hundred dollar fine. Yeah, it's different. Other, um, there's, there's like a couple a, of different ones. I don't really know to be honest. And there's like, and like traveling, if like you know, like some states, like if you travel to like the no travel, like you have to quarant- if you don't quarantine before you like when you come back or whatever before or whatever. Some states like around me are like it's like a thousand, two thousand dollar fine if you don't do that. So it's like, well, Whoa. damn. Well, <laughs> damn. That's a lot of money. But can I do it in? <laughs> can uh, I make payments, motherfucker? <laughs> can, can, can we can we work out a payment plan? I mean, I ain't going anywhere, but like. <laughs> can I give you my TV? Yeah. Can we can we barter, <laughs> motherfucker? Like, take my sectional. That's a, that's like. <laughs> That's the most expensive Take thing I have, couch. I guess. Leave me alone. <laughs> fucking funny, dude. So, I have one final question, and it's just to basically close out the show, because it's the ending to what we're um, about to, like, what we're going to go in in the incoming, upcoming weeks and stuff. So, the question is, <clears throat> talk about what your expectations for the, the Packers are. Like, what do you expect to see in the upcoming weeks? And what teams, the second part of that is what teams are that are left are our biggest threats? I posted the question in the chat in case you want to check it out. My expectations for the team, I expect them to go 16 and 0. Okay? Losses are Agreed. not, <laughs> they are not allowed. Okay, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, no, but I mean, yeah, I really would love if they go 16-0. That would be amazing if we go undefeated. It's not impossible. It's not a crazy idea, but I expect them to um, kick ass and continue. I, I really expect for the offense to keep steady on a, on a like, high level. I expect the defense to improve. It's only the second. We're going into the third week. It's only the beginning of the season. I've had a lot of overreactions. Um, but the good thing is that guys are going to get healthier. They're going to come back from injury. The important part is that they are healthy enough to get to the postseason. And and then right now, there are some concerns. And my expectation is for them to, to fix those things, especially in the run defense. Guys coming back like Kenny Clark, Devontae. And for our rookies to develop, I expect the rookies to develop and play a crucial part in the offense. Like Josiah Deguara, I'm so excited for him. I hope he's more active. Um, I hope Jace does better. I was very excited for Jace. Last year, I had heard so many things about him. I saw film on him from his from, from his college days. And then he was injured last year. And then so I was like, oh, he's going to do so good. And then he kind of was a little bit disappointing in this last game. So I, I expect for him to improve and do better. Um, and stepping into that uh, into a tight end position because I'm excited for three tight end sets, which is something that Matt Lafleur is not afraid to use in the offense. And I feel like there's a lot of, a lot of things, but those are like the top things off the top of my head. And what what teams left do you think are our biggest threats? Oh, what teams are left? You know what? Um, hmm. I thought wait. I like to. I would like to think that the Niners are not a threat to us anymore, just because of all of their injuries. But they're gonna in a couple of games. Some of those guys should be coming back. I know some of them have like season-ending injuries, but I, I still think that the Niners are are a threat. That they're gonna be tough contenders, and that some it's not a team that we we should sleep on. And the Seahawks, but I don't see us playing the Seahawks. 
un until we um, if we again face them at the NFCC conference, uh, which I hope that doesn't come to the to the point, but I think it might. I think we might face the Seahawks again in the NFC conference championship. And if we do, I think we'll be ready for them. Okay. I guess for me, uh, I want them, again, addressing the run defense, I think is like the, the, with a capital T, the biggest thing that they need to address. Because defensively, when we're putting up that much points, but def the defense is giving up that much points and letting the other teams march <clears throat> down the field. I think that's going to be, we can't just keep relying on the offense to be pulling up those numbers, which is like kind of similar to some things in the past, but if it's addressed by the defense and Penton, cool. That'd be awesome. But coming up, I think, um, again, just, I'd love to go 16 and 0, but um, I think realistically there are going to be, okay, I guess two losses. I think I don't know who, but just looking at the schedule right now, two, but it's gonna it's it's gonna be a random loss. I'm gonna say that. I already right. know that just because a team yeah. that we don't expect exactly. Surprise, and I think our yes <clears throat> up. Like the Chargers. <laughs> it's like the Chargers yeah, right? game. We, we, exactly. I thought we were going to win that. <laughs> uh, we should have won that, but it is what mm -hmm, it is. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I think our – I think our – I would – I am i don't think our biggest threat is the Buccaneers, but I do want to see a Rodgers-Brady game again just because – Yes, you know, I'm excited for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? But is Tom Brady, is Tom Brady washed? Tom Brady is not washed. Tra Tom Brady is entering – what he is, you got. Can you imagine going from the AFC to the NFC? He thought he was yeah. look in AFC. Let's be real; it was a much lighter conference. You don't have as much over there. He oh, also even Belichick his division as his coach and Bill Belichick. I don't care what anybody says; he's a fucking genius. Okay, now I understand that like, he, they they cheated a little. You know, they cheated a couple times, whatever, but. He's a smart dude, and I honestly believe that he needs him. Now, maybe this is because it's his first year as a Buccaneer. Maybe it's him getting used to the team. Maybe Remember, that's what we said about Rodgers, new team, new head coach, new, you know, and he still went 13-3. So I guess that goes to show this. If Tom Brady's so much more goat than Aaron Rodgers – then how did Rodgers go 13-3 and three with a brand-new team and everything, and Brady's already struggling? Yeah. I mean, like, saying. with that, it also – I mean, they're also – they also played – they their competition to get to the playoffs and always be number one seed and get a first week, you know, first round bye. They got the Jets, the Bills. The Bills, you know, they kind of go off and on, either really sucking or pretty good. <laughs> And then the freaking Dolphins. Okay, I'm sorry. They're good teams <laughs> in the past, but in the past decade, an overall scheme of things, they've sucked. I, pe I picked the Dolphins. And then the Patriots. I picked the Dolphins, and they fucking blew their asses away. <laughs> but yeah, I, I guess... Fitzpatrick. 
I'm not really sure who their biggest threat is because I don't really know. Like, I if I were to if you were to ask me at the beginning of the season, I would have said 49ers, 100%, Minnesota. Now I'm looking at it. Like, ah, that brings up another good point. Our Ooh. assumptions based on previous statistics and years and season and how sometimes that doesn't fucking matter. Anyways, yeah, that's um, I agree with you. I would have had different expectations based on our previous important or previous performance, and now you're kind of like, hmm. All right, well, because you've fucking seen them, you've seen them in action. Now I'm not sure. Yeah, I agree. Well, there's two keys there. There's the uh, how how you can create your own energy within your team, and then um, a lot of the teams they're just. Injuries. Injuries are oh, killing yeah. some of the teams mm. right now. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I hate the Vikings. To I just hate them, but... They're weak. They're, they're, weak. they're, they're killed right now with all the injuries they have, plus the guy that they picked up to sign to hold down the middle of their defense. He decided to opt out because of COVID. You know, and it's just there's a lot of little pieces like that that people haven't put into it. And then when you get to, like, who is good and who to look for, you know, that most interesting thing to me is going to be that division with the Seahawks, the Rams, Mm -hmm. the Cardinals. Mm -hmm. And nobody's giving Arizona any respect, and that team is Mm -hmm. pretty darn good. You know, uh-huh. and they're, they're not getting anything. And then there's the 49ers, and the 49ers are going to slowly start to get healthy. And, you know, by the time we play them, they're going to have Kittle back. They're going to have Garoppolo back. They're uh-huh. going to have, uh, you, you know, a couple more pieces back. Hopefully sure, we have our pieces back. Like huge, too. but hopefully yeah. we get our guys back by that time. But I, I just think it'll be interesting. And then over in Tampa, I think Bruce Arians tried to play fantasy football, collecting all these star names, and it's like that doesn't always work. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, but Gronk is washed up. His body's mm. been Ooh, she said Gronk is washed. <laughs> he, he's, he's just been tackled and slammed to the ground so much and – Look at all the surgeries he's had. I mean, you, can, you a body cannot continue to take that up. And then I look at, and I know this is going to piss some people off, but we like it. I, I still it. think the, I still think the Bears are going to be a decent team. Oh, if, get out! Just listen to me. Get out. I, I'm being honest. If, if. If they get snacks, Harrison, can you imagine that defense? That defense is going to yeah. be something else. And Ooh. then. You know, let's get our offense moving, and everyone knows Trubisky's a trash can. So bring in Fultz. <laughs> that could be that could be somebody to not. You can't take him lightly. Big Dick Nick. Big Dick Nick. <sighs> He's got that. <laughs> Just kidding. You know, I honestly think that yeah, Mitch is trash. But you know what? They're still two and zero, and that's what they're going to tell you whether he's trash or not. So that's what they're going to stick to. It's 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 almost like the like having a decent QB isn't the only factor. What? 
No. Ooh. What? You're making too much sense, Renee. Stop it. <laughs> Renee, too much logic. I can't. Oh, the logic. It. I can't. Right now. Whoa. In that's not that's a Twitter way. So, that's not how we do it. I saw so. I saw someone on Twitter today. They're just like, Roger can't. Rogers can't win playoff games. I was like, I don't know. Does ten count? Fuck up. <laughs> you know what? Does that count as stupid? There's are, people stupid. are dumb with that shit. And you want to know. They let anyone so have Twitter. Dumb. Like, literally, Google. Like, Google, t- it takes two seconds. Yeah, check it out. Stop oh saying God. shit that doesn't matter. Ask yeah. Siri. Siri will do the work for you. But also the fact that <laughs> some of these people will turn around and say, oh, women don't know football. It's just like, whoa, you didn't even, you don't, you don't know football. Take a seat, motherfucker. <laughs> I also know Can how to use talk Google. about, yeah. <laughs> Damn. You know what? Guys, a girl that likes football is it is it is and you know i'm gonna tell you a stat before we move on we should talk about that though jamie Mm -hmm, but honestly mm -hmm. it should be a Mm -hmm. a different show um about being a girl yes stay tuned folks if you're listening yeah exactly coming up we should do that that's (laughs) that's a really good show so but i did want to tell you one last stat so on when i was on the show with the guys um i believe it was james that brought up that uh Aaron Rodgers is four and eight on Sunday night football. Four wins, eight losses. Ooh. Ooh. So if you want it, any and Drew Brees is undefeated. Yeah. yeah. So, no. He's I ten and zero. Uh, yeah. So you know the rules. Somebody told Gosh, me. So geez. now you guys know. Um, well, now we get to suffer. Yeah, that's with right. You, right. That's right. Because God, they're gonna milk. Is that? that but Ugh, is that a, that a factor right now? Does that does that say that he's not the no that because just imagine this, okay? This is exactly what we talked about with the guys. If you're playing on Sunday night pro uh, football, that's prime time. That means that you're playing. Yeah. Competitive teams, usually, not always, good teams, teams that are more, um, they want the ratings, they're people going to watch. So just imagine, it's always going to be against, because let's just be real. Aaron Rodgers is, is, to me, he's the GOAT, okay? He's the greatest of all time, probably not the only one, but to me, he's he's right at the very fucking top. And I'm not saying that other other quarterbacks aren't. So when you meet Russell Wilson and you meet, okay, Tom Brady, all right, he's not that horrible. I know he runs like a small giraffe when he runs. He's very slow, but he's still not, you know, I mean, he's still up there when it comes to stats, but he's also been in the game a long time. The The thing is there are other great quarterbacks. You know, Patrick Mahomes, When we, I, I'm, I can't wait to meet them. I can't wait for that game to happen. Because that's going to be like a Aaron Rodgers Jr. against Aaron Rodgers. Because that's how I'm going to see it. Yeah. Well, like, for me, with the Sunday night football stat, it's more of if if this was a regular season, any other season, with, with fans being in the sure. dome, different story, I'd be a little more worried. But sure. without the fans and being in the dome, I think it's almost as if it's not – It's they could be playing well, we anywhere. We want a Super Bowl in a dome. So we did, you know, we did. So, yeah, so that was Actually, a, a two yeah, a, that's true. Um, what do you call it? That's I mean, the thing. Like, you know, everybody wants to say, well, it's because of this or because of that. Or I guess those are excuses. But the reality is, is these are humans that play football once a week or whatever it is. And 
that may not be their week. And this game might mean that the defense is under for some reason because they're fucking human. They're not robots. They don't go out there and do the same exact thing every time. Who knows what the, the reasoning is. And you got to be really good to keep going. You can't have injuries, stuff like that. That shit affects everything, every part of it. You know, so without, you got to have consistency. It can't be, you know, like, oh, well, you know, the last game we looked okay, but are we going to keep it up? Do we have a tired defense? Not like last year. And we knew that last year we could tell that by the second half, most of the defense, most of the defense, we were like, well, it's the second half. The defense is going to be tired, which means there's, you know, red zone all the way to the end of the game. But the offense didn't put up enough points to keep the defense from having to put extra work in. And that's a reality. You know and it kind of sucks because we've never been on the same page. Either our offense is doing really right. well and our defense is lacking, or our defense is doing really well and our offense is lacking. I, and I don't remember when's the last time we had like a complete back team, in 2010, 2010. Maybe when we went to the when we went that's to the right. Super Bowl. And after a while, I want I, I, that's all I want. It's a complete team. Right. And that's why everybody mm-hmm. talks shit because everybody says, "Oh well, you know, he does. He have all the weapons he needs." Uh, the offense has been good a lot of years. We had a great wide receiver team uh, teams in the past few years, right? But the defense has always been lacking. And let's just let's just put it out there. Let's just be real. Defenses win championships. I mean, you have yeah. to be able to defend the other team. I don't care if you put up fifty points. If they put up fifty points, guess what? <laughs> You're gonna lose, you know, like because your defense can't hold them. I understand that, yeah, and you can't rely. Exactly. You, you can't rely on your offense to put up to like respond to the defense and like constantly keep That's up right. with them. Your your you need a your defense defense's job is to make your offense's job easier. Yeah. So neither one of them should get tired. Exactly. Well, the reason the defense looks so well right now is because of the time of possession. The offense uh-huh. is keeping the ball so mm-hmm. much exactly. that they're not tired. Exactly. <sighs> Thank God, yeah. So, I mean, I'm very excited for this team. I really like the squad that we have right now. Yeah, I do too. Because it's like a different player, different, different offense-defense team that does something each game. Like this game, I I don't know why, but I have a feeling like Swerving Irvin is going to have the game. Uh, this I love Swerving. That's my dude. I don't know why. Is he, love that. Is he? I know last time, last game he was hurt. He's he's not. He's I don't think practicing. he's out. Yeah, I I don't think he's been practicing. Yeah, I believe he practiced this last yesterday. Was their Friday practice? I didn't see him as inactive. The ones that were inactive was. Still Josiah, uh, Clark, and Devon. Well, Adams is questionable guys. still. They didn't actually call him out yet. They don't they haven't like announced it hundred percent. He's question and he's gonna be a game time decision. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. I believe he did some running on the on the sides. Yeah, he didn't practice today or whatever day it was. Which you know what? I'm actually okay with that. That actually doesn't make me nervous. Having Adams out, I love Adams. I want him to meet his goals this year because I want his stats to be, you know, like I want him to be that top guy. But if he doesn't play, we've already seen 
that that's okay. Our tight ends are coming in. Mercedes Lewis is coming in. Okay, so MVS did a little, you know, he was a little rough, but, you know, he's still up there. Lazard, I mean, we're not hurting. Uh, Aaron Jones, he's beautiful as a he, – he's a, he's the Taysom Hill of the Packers. Like, he can go from wide receiver to um, running back to whatever he needs to be. He's just there. He's, he's connecting with Aaron Rodgers no matter what position he's looking at. So, yeah. And I'm a yeah, fan of yeah. They need to pay the man. Pay the man and stop fucking around. Mm-hmm. We also got to pay Bakhtiari. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're. I think what they're doing is that they're working out other people's. They're negotiating other people's contracts to work around. Did you guys see? They just signed somebody, Shepard. Today. Yeah. They he signed was a wide receiver pra- from the from the, he practice, was on from the practice, practice squad. squad. Yeah. yeah. So He's that been with us. That gives me the incline that Adams might not play. Okay. Well, yep. if we're if we're signing, I'm not hurting. We're not hurting. Let him receiver. sit. Let him sit. Because if you take the chance, they also brought up a, a uh, defensive lineman. Oh yeah, which makes you question which we need. Kenny. Yeah, yeah Kenny for sure is not going to play, and bit. I'm okay with Kenny not playing. I need him to be 100. Yeah. percent I'd rather him like sit out and get healthy. Yep. When in the, we we're going to need him down the line. It's much more important. These games, 100%. I think we can get by. I think we can yeah. survive. Okay, so then, you know yeah. what? I have one more question for you guys since we're talking about injuries. So this will be the last question because we are running. Honestly, I could talk about this shit for hours. Hours and hours and hours. But um, so... Let's just bounce. Let's just bounce off that injuries. The whole injuries talk. Why do you think? And I, I'll be honest. I feel like twenty twenty season has been plagued with extra in, and extra bad injuries. Not just little shit. Like they're a season ending injuries. Like Lane Taylor, he's out, gone for the season. You know, stuff like that. Why do you think that's happening? Is it because? They didn't have the preseason games. Is it because they didn't have a lot of practice? Because they couldn't, you know, because of COVID. Is it the turf in the fields? Is you know, like what are your thoughts about why it seems like there's so many early on devastating injuries for these teams? I think, like you said, I think it really comes down to preseason. Because sometimes in preseason, people are some people do get injured there but like it's addressed earlier versus finding out in the season kind of thing. It's just, I mean, for me playing, I've played sports all through middle school, high school and and in college and preseason, you can always tell sometimes in with teams that you're playing against who had a better preseason, who actually did stuff and like who had some preseason scrimmages or whatever versus who didn't, because you could see some people start to just fall like slowly, like fall off during the season. So I, I, I think agree. that's, I, I think that's I, the biggest thing, but I'm, I, I really don't know, but also I think like, also like team workouts and stuff they couldn't have too. So I think that might be another thing, but I don't know. I think it's a little of that, but I also think it's personal doing your own stuff out of season. And when you had COVID, there's a lot of changes. Like, for instance, people used to, you know, hire uh, trainers in the off season and go and do stuff. And because of COVID, people were kind of locked into their homes and stuff, including our players. And those who, you know, 
did it at home and stuff, that you saw the differences. I mean, we saw it all posted on social media. Who who was out there and working? Look at um, Rashawn Gary. How how hard he worked, and you know, you you he saw really every did. single day he was posting. Well, I could I couldn't see because he randomly and, blocked me. <laughs> oh my Weird. gosh! But I mean, that's why he's made such strides and stuff is because he really worked his ass off this off season. Mm, And I think that that, you know, is self-discipline. Look at like um, Jair Alexander. This is a small little thing, but watch him before every game. He's taken on not just how he's worked out and stuff, but now he's working on his mind. He's really, he sits there and he focuses, he's doing meditation He's sitting down in the on the goalpost every game. You see him just he's visualizing the whole game and he's going through everything with himself. So I think our players, there's a lot of players that really took time and thought into what they did in their off season, where I think some other teams didn't put as much into it, you know, and, yeah. and those I'm, players, it's kind but of going on. Do, do you I, say I that mean, like because for, for you're not a, okay. And I, I'm just going to ask this really quickly, just curious about what you said. When you say that other players didn't, I'll be honest. The only players I follow are the Packers players, except for like, I follow Russell Wilson and stuff on, on um, Twitter. Did you eat, just not see them putting in the work because you're not following them or do you think that the Packers – because I, I can't imagine that all the players – because a lot of Packers players didn't either. It was only a few here and there that players from other teams didn't. We didn't see them working out, but they did. But it's because we either don't follow them or we don't see a lot of news about them. Well, I followed the followed the NFL Network and some other social media outlet gotcha. things that were following people. And some of the interviews that were with the players themselves – who basically said, no, I wasn't doing anything. I didn't even know if the season was going to Ah, yes, what was yes, going yes. on. Mm-hmm. But are, are those the ones that are hurt now? That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know that. Like, I know, Not for, yet. Me, I know for me personally, like, I know for me personally with, like, sports and stuff, like, for college field hockey, I did um, one preseason. I worked out by myself. I just did my own things. And – I'm not a trained, like, I'm not a personal trainer. I don't know about that. I was just doing my running, doing some, like, weights and stuff, whatever. But then season started, I got uh, tendonitis in both my quads because I wasn't, they weren't, they were not strong enough, and I overstrained them. And so for, like, I played through most of the season with a very painful, in both quads, very painful injury, but then, like, I had couldn't play the last two games because it was just too much pain for me. I couldn't do it. But wow. the next season I play uh, during the summer, I worked out with somebody who actually helps train people for the NFL draft. Wow. Stuff like that. So he, I mean, I was at the same gym. Some people go into like the like NFL combine. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, mm. and then there's me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like he helped with like the quad stuff and like specifically working on things that he could tell that were weaker and stuff like that and like honestly you may be a professional and like I played field hockey for 11 years and like I never think thought to like like my my, not gonna lie my quads are already huge I'm like I need to work on these more and they're like yeah we could tell it's it's a little weaker than it should be and I'm like 
that's odd to me, but okay. Like you're the professional and he was right. Like I didn't have like I didn't have the tendonitis when I went to preseason and started playing. So it's just like it's more of like you need you need a warm up. Someone there is I feel like they needed warm up and they didn't right. get it. Yeah. Yeah. And and when you have personal trainers and that portion of the season where they're practicing in like May and June when you have that, you have somebody who's actually working on those certain muscles and telling you what to do, and that wasn't there. Yeah, and I think, like, there's only so much you can know, and there's people, like, that's why these teams, they have this whole staff of all these people who know exactly. that specific stuff, and that's, like, the biggest thing, or if, like, they had injuries that they knew about, and, like, you couldn't really get them addressed and, like, you could talk to, like, a Zoom call or something. They could do it. But, like, not a lot of, like, therapy was, like, happening. I know a lot of people, right. like, in my area, like, back issues and stuff. You couldn't go, like, to your chiropractor or get your, like, massage that you needed. You just kind of had to go. Right. That's true. Pain. That's true. What well, sucks. <laughs> that that makes a big difference, though. Just think about it. If you're – I used to, um, back in my heyday when I wasn't old <laughs> – I, you know, I was a track person. I ran track. I've been double jointed all my life. So I'm very, you know, like agile when it comes to that stuff and pretty powerful arms and stuff like that. And I didn't maintain a workout regiment for a person who would be athletic. And I also had, I mean, I had some health things that played against me too, but I mean, I didn't, um, I didn't do a maintenance. You have to be ma- you have to do a maintenance routine. You you can't be yeah. um, dormant during the summer and then they couldn't there's certain things they couldn't do. They couldn't go and be around each other. They couldn't, you know, I mean, you can do your own workouts, so that's great, you know, but and and they should. You should maintain yourself as a uh, player. You should be able to to come back and be in the game. You shouldn't have to like uh, condition yourself two months before, but I truly honestly believe that they missed out on a lot when they didn't get any preseason yeah. games, man. Like they, they didn't get, they like, they couldn't like Tom Brady down in uh, Tampa. He was like, they said he went onto the, the turf and they, so they had to come and say, you can't do that here. You have well, to go that, play well, on your own property. Like Tom Brady. No, I'm just kidding. But I mean, <laughs> we we know that we all agree with that. But the fact that no one could really do that, it's also like, yeah. like yeah, I was training. I was training myself, say like for like that one summer. But I wasn't training with other people and like practicing like field hockey or That's whatever. That's motivation. So, like, when it came down yeah. to it. It was like a little. It was like yeah, I was doing the conditioning and strength My training and stuff. But like, I didn't really work on like me. playing with an actual no. person. And like that stuff was like obviously that's. You have to the person, the factor of other people. It makes a difference. It, it makes does. a difference. Like I agree. And you won't be able to know that until, you know, it's too late mm-hmm. sometimes. Okay. Uh-huh, exactly. Imagine that these guys have been playing these games all their lives, right? Because they have. Rogers has been in the league for 13 years. I believe, he, well, 15 years, he's been a starter for 13, right? So all 13 seasons of starting You've always had those two or more games of preseason. Now you have nothing. You Your mentality, right, because you realize that there's something called um, that your brain 
holds your brain memory. Like it holds on to something. It's something that you're used to doing all the time. Kind of like if you, I, I drive a truck, right? Uh, my gear shifter is on the muscle the, memory, the column, the steering column. If I get in a car and try to drive that car, a lot of times I will reach for the gear shifter on the column, even when it's on the floor. That's your brain memory, right? So yeah, like the, the exactly, muscle memory, your muscle you memory, exactly. Yeah. So my brain memory, muscle memory. Um, <laughs> thanks, Renee, for calling me out on that. But yeah, okay. So <laughs> I, I didn't know what you meant. I was like, wait, a brain memory, muscle memory. So that's something that you're used to doing a lot. That automatically, you automatically do it. You don't think that they realize that when they're coming into the first season. So think about his brain or anybody's, oh, well, this is just a preseason game. I don't have to play an actual game until two two seasons. And then thinking about it, because a lot of people even said that they were like, well, am I watching preseason? This is what it, sound, this is what it feels like. This feels like preseason. Imagine that. Because in, in yeah. mentality is, is you're playing the game and go, oh, shit. This is a real game. This ain't preseason. This is the real shit. You know, like all of a sudden you have to kick in. So, I mean, I personally think that that made a big difference. All the things that you guys are saying about preseason, them not being able to work out, warm up, stretch, chiropractors, the trainers, the all of that made a hundred percent difference. And Jamie, I know we haven't heard from you yet. So I, I did post the question in the chat. If you don't remember uh about the injuries yeah, like why does it seem like the 2020 because there's a lot of guys out gone now for several games or the season i, I blame 2020 that's what i blame <laughs> honestly i've never seen that's so the many best answer. injuries <laughs> i mean if that isn't the most 2020 thing i don't but know it's the it truth because, because everything happened just... in 2020 all of the bullshit that like caused them to stop i've just running. never seen so many injuries across the league this is crazy and i guess you can say that there was no preseason or maybe uh the the amount the availability for people to train together or with like your the person that you usually train with maybe a lot of the players were used to like trading with their like friends and they couldn't do it because they were in quarantine and you can blame that there is no preseason but a lot of the starters usually don't play during preseason it's the rookies and so who are the ones that are getting injured it's the starters which means our guys are usually are not going to play in the preseason especially the preseason was going to get Cut but short. they're lacking so i would blame in the conditioning i just feel like this year it was a little different and it affected them yeah i think like i know like some i just know from the, um last week um watching some highlights um they're talking about some specific people who had who got in who've already got injured like last sunday or something for this year a lot of them had um season-ending injuries like last year or the year before so like a good handful of them so i mean like it's like re-injury and with that again i think it comes down to like training, like lane like taylor trainers and like he was you know, injured PT. last year and like, he got injured the first game like lane taylor is it the same injury? i don't that i don't know but i mean right back out same all season season injury in- yeah well i forgot i think what i think what game i also like thursday one of the i think one of the dolphins players he had um, season ending knee. He also, I think, had surgery in the off season or something like that. And then, like, at after like he he fell after uh, one of the plays, and one of his players had to like carry him over to the sideline because he couldn't walk. So like, and it was the same leg. So the, I know that they were talking about that. So I'm like, maybe that also has something to do with the factor of like 
PT and stuff like that really contributing to some of it. I'm not. I'm, I'm sure it is. Positive? It's possibly a factor? Absolutely. Physical training, all your off-season work. I mean, you're a fucking, you're supposed to come in, you're, you're a football player. You can't just let yourself go to shit over the summer. That's not how that works. You're, you're not going to school. You're going in. And just imagine, just imagine that injuries, to me, it, it is a lack of keeping yourself ready. I mean, the same thing yeah. in the Olympics, the same thing with the, the any other sport. Ice skate. It doesn't matter what it is. Cheerleading, ice skating. They're always practicing. Every even the little sports, the ones that people don't consider sports, um, they're always practicing. And if you don't keep yourself conditioned and in sports shape, that will happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and she, you are one hundred percent right, Jamie. It is twenty twenty because what caused all the people not being able to train? Twenty twenty. 2020. 2020. Yeah, that's that's the reason exactly. for everything right now. It is what it is. Exactly. Darn pandemic. But we're doing good. The other day. We're doing good. So yeah. the other day I was driving and I was just thinking like, damn, I can't believe like a pandemic happened. Like it just like hit me all of a sudden, like the reality of life. Yeah, you're about to live through it. You're about to be able to explain to people later on in your life, well, I lived through the 2020 pandemic, just like the people who lived through all the old ones. It's not the first time. People, the Great Depression, the Black Plague, the Bubonic Plague, whatever the hell has always happened, you know? Yeah, I mean, we lived through all of that stuff. I mean, we didn't, but other people did, so... I mean, not that I wanted to, but now I have a story to tell, you know, later on in life, you know, and I'll be, we are blessed. Let's say, let's just pray to the football gods and God himself that football happened. Cause I really, at one point was concerned that we wouldn't get a year at all. I, you know, I mean, yeah, I I still feel kind of like. If any one of them really got sick, I would be like, oh, my God, why did we play? Why did we do football? Like, you know, like, I'd be like, shit, they should have just shut it down. But I mean, so far, so good. Right. On wood, but like, I'm just I was just I was just so concerned. I was like, if they say football's not going to happen, like, like, without a lost. doubt, my 2020 is the worst yeah. year. And like, I this is my favorite season. Yeah. I would say tis the season. Tis the season not the to season be jolly. I also love fall, but also football season. Yes. I was listening to Mark Murphy, and he was talking about how the Green Bay area and the Fox Cities has a major spike in COVID right now. Because he was being asked whether or not um, they were going to open up with fans. And he he said right now, We've got this big spike going on. We're going to reevaluate after the Atlanta game. And if anything, we might start off with just, like, allowing family and friends of the players in. I guess. I mean. I mean, one step at a time. That's all we can do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all we can be thankful for right now, guys, is that there's football. And right now the Packers mm-hmm. are 2-0. And... Um, we're rolling into another week. I am pretty confident. I mean, like I said, my I don't go in thinking win or loss. I, I don't do that. My thing is, is we're on top until we're not on top. I don't have a reason to worry until they give me a reason to worry. 
And I, you know, until there is a nail in the coffin, let's be honest. A game always has a nail in the coffin. Most of the time, it's not in the middle. Sometimes it is. Like, you know, sometimes by halftime, it's like, well, you know, like, I know where this is going if they don't come back out. But the nail in the coffin would be the first play on the and the reaching the other half when you come back out for the second half. So right now we're looking good. The Saints are the Saints. They are a good team with a good quarterback. And it's going to be a challenge, and I'm okay with that. I'm all for it. Um, I appreciate you, ladies. Um, we talked about a lot of different things. We answer, actually answered some questions in our other questions, like our answers and stuff. So we answered quite a bit of stuff. Um, we did but we thing. do need – we are going to have – so just FYI for you and anybody listening, if we – it, we're going to have weekly stuff like this. So, cause I'd like to discuss the, the past, which is the game that just happened versus the game coming up, because I feel like that's a good in between to do. And uh, I appreciate you guys coming on here and uh, providing me two hours of your fabulous time. Well, thank you. For I just need us. to, uh, I need to do a disclaimer <laughs> for anyone that listened to this. I am just a fan. I'm not an analyst. I'm not a professional sports yep. writer. My opinions are my, as a perspective from a fan, a super diehard fan. Okay, so don't quote, don't quote me. Don't think that yep. I came in here thinking that I came dropping facts. They're all I am just They're giving all my opinions. humble opinion as a super diehard fan of the Green Bay Packers, the best team in the That's whole right. world. Yeah, it is all opinions all and nothing they can say whatever they want to say, but a lot of people are going to agree because that we all had different things. That's the whole point of having multiple mm -hmm. people. Multiple opinions, multiple points of view. That's a big deal. My point of view yeah. is not better than anybody else's point of view. Like, except for that I'm always right. But with that, we're going to go ahead and sign off. Um, thanks for having <laughs> Okay, one, one last shout-out. <laughs> I and just want to say thank you to Johnsonville Brats oh for my God. what they did for Jamie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shout out Johnsonville Brats. Yes. Oh my God. That <laughs> was like so sponsor? freaking cool. That was so freaking cool. <laughs> Biggest, best thing ever. You can't even imagine. When I saw that, I was so excited. I was like, Jamie! Oh, Twitter was on, like, Twitter was so pumped that for that so one. That was so fucking great. That's it was awesome. like a random person that didn't follow me tag them too. It wasn't even like someone I knew. That's so someone's like helped us grow out. I was out. so happy. And then they're like that. nice. I loved it. Yeah. Except for they didn't want to call. They didn't want to call her cheese butt. They didn't want to call me cheese butt. They were like, we feel weird using your Twitter <laughs> last name. What's your real name? I was like, it would have been funny. Go <laughs> send it to I cheese butt. Like, it would have been so funny. Shit. Yeah, come know. on. Get on Wendy's level. <laughs> I want to shout out Alicia, though, for helping me yeah. cook these brats. Okay, the reason that they came out so good is because of Alicia. She was with me the whole time on the phone, guiding me the through real the real MVP. Thing. So shout out to the real MVP, Alicia yeah. freaking Crazy Legacy. Woo! <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Yo, we be forgetting about I the know, sound effects. I know, you guys. There were so many times that I could have used things, and I was like, "Damn it, I, I missed it! I missed it!" 
said, that perfect opportunity. (laughs) But yeah, no, so it's great. And you know what? I don't care how long they are. To be honest with you, it doesn't matter. And you know what? People that are going to listen, they'll listen. And they're going to listen because they'll be like, man, these these women know exactly what they're talking about. These women are funny hell as yeah. hell. Apparently, we are funny as hell. Hilarious. <laughs> for sure. We'll take it. Ladies, I truly appreciate your time and definitely thank you for coming on my show. And you guys are all awesome followers. Y'all are Twitter, the MVP. I appreciate every moment. I love y'all. I love you guys. We're going to get out of here, but we we'll will do this again. Love yeah. y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye.